0: Hello there, Super Nintendo's. How's it going? I'm Seth Macy. This is Nintendo Voice Chat episode 634. Today, we are joined by a man who spends most of his free time explaining subjectivity to people online, Dan Stapleton.
1: I also have to explain objectivity and how those are very different things.
0: Yeah, it's a yin and yang sort of thing. Uh, industry legend, Kat Bailey.
1: Hello, Seth. I've baked a cake for you. Cat,
2: <laughs>
0: What's I wasn't expecting that, and making her NBC return fan favorite Casey DeFritis.
2: Hello.
0: <laughs> that was the most subdued of Hi. all Hello. the the uh, the the hellos of this week. But yeah, a, a little bit of uh, a crazy week, sort of. When I probably wasn't expecting a crazy week, at least uh, as far as news. Cat, you've been a little busy chasing a somewhat big story.
3: I don't know what you're talking about, Seth. It's been real quiet here in the land of news. Oh. Nothing nothing at all has been happening. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. So over the weekend, there was uh, some big drama around Bayonetta 3. You may have heard of it. Uh, so the mm. voice actress, uh, Helena Taylor, who played uh, the titular character, Bayonetta, uh, took to Twitter saying that she had only been offered $4,000 to reprise her role, uh, and she uh, she called it insulting and uh, called on fans to boycott the game. And uh, Hideki Kamiya took to Twitter, Hideki Kamiya is the director of Bayonetta 3, took to Twitter to say uh, that these are sad, it's a sad untruth, basically. She, he basically was calling it a lie. Uh, it immediately ignited a firestorm. People were coming in. Uh, our Facebook group was popping it off was ruined. in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> so Someone... A lot of people coming in saying she's a liar. She's not a liar. By the way, I don't like it when people just automatically go, she's a liar. No, it's not, not the greatest uh, approach, I don't think. Uh, maybe weigh out the facts and wait for things to come out. Yeah. Making a snap judgment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that all happened. Then Bloomberg follows up. And says that they have viewed documents and talked to sources within Platinum, showing that she had been actually offered, uh, like roughly four sessions, three to four sessions of three to thousand to four thousand a piece. So it would have actually probably come to closer to fifteen thousand dollars rather than the four thousand that she originally put out. And also, uh, but that she came back and said she wanted six figures. And residuals uh, from Bayonetta 3, which would have meant that she would have been continued to get payments uh, for her yes. work there. Platinum. Uh, Bayonetta, I don't know if you realize this. Bayonetta is not a high-selling series. I think Bayonetta
0: 2. <laughs> not particularly.
3: I think Bayonetta 2 just recently cracked a million copies. Yeah. Uh, Platinum turned her down and ended up going to Jennifer Hale, who you may have heard uh, in games like Mass Effect. Very well known. Union actor. Um, I believe it's um, th- yeah, there's a thousand dollars. Yep. yeah there's a minimum route. yeah there's a minimum. They went to her instead. Uh, they offered Helena Taylor apparently a, a cameo role in Bayonetta Three, which she turned down for like a fee of one session. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, Platinum said, "Oh, she was not available." Helena Taylor took to Twitter uh, to make these allegations. It's been a lot of back and forth. And I, I don't think that there's any particular takeaway. I'm not here to demonize Helena Taylor. I'm not here to demonize Platinum, honestly, except to say that I think it's kind of keyed off a pretty valuable conversation about voice actor pay in general, because a lot of voice actors took, Twitter, took to Twitter to say, yeah, uh, I do a lot of work in, in video games. Voice acting takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and I don't get paid enough uh to make a living wage honestly um and so that is kind of the angle that we are uh digging into but either way uh it kind of blew up over the weekend those are kind Uh, of the cliff notes of what's been happening in bayonetta 3 um casey i know that you're a bayonetta fan like uh, do you have a particular take on this situation
4: so it's, it's it's funny i'm actually not a big bayonetta fan i just
3: really you're so you're no, so you know everything
4: you're, about I know. you're in the know i know things but actually like, i hate it but i know i don't more. i don't i played i've played it some but i i i'm a good researcher you're
1: <laughs> yeah. not a bayonetta fan. you she just is? play one on a podcast
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there we go um man i as soon as the story came out i had people actually asking me for my take and i didn't want to have a take because I knew I didn't have all of the information. So I just didn't say anything. <laughs> um, I See, okay, so yeah. you she's just, wise. Never tweet. Yeah. Never tweet. You just,
1: you just have to put on your banana glasses and people will believe you.
4: Yeah. It's yeah. like, believe what I say now. Um <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I'm still unsure about everything that happened. I'm wondering if there is a miscommunication somewhere. Cause I don't, I'm also, I also understand I'm a little naive and I believe everyone to Put their best foot forwards i don't believe someone would try to blatantly lie but i also know that's wrong of me to think that so i don't know i i can't say
3: yeah she called it categorically untrue that she had been offered fifteen thousand dollars and that platinum was trying to save their asses and the game uh and that she wanted to put the whole thing behind her and return to the theater
2: uh,
1: oh well I think yeah. the, I think the, the, the interesting part about it is, is the debate around, around, uh, around residuals. It's, it's like, I saw, mm-hmm. I saw some people saying that uh, developers and, you know, random Twitter chatter, uh, but uh, people saying like developers are saying, well, why should she get residuals if I don't It's like, well,
4: well, maybe, maybe yeah. everyone should but, get, yeah, residuals.
1: get residuals. <laughs> well, this
3: has been something uh, this has been something that the union contract has been negotiating. I believe it's like been a key sticking point is getting, a res- and I also cover the entertainment industry and, you know, studios want to avoid giving out residuals as much as humanly oh, yeah.
0: possible. Turn of the Jedi why. never made any money. Yeah.
3: But they didn't make any money. That's funny. Uh, mm-hmm. and look, video games are going to do everything in their power to protect their profits. What's funny is um they'll say that they don't make any money, but they make a lot of money on uh post-release content. Often I don't think a voice actor see a f- half and dime of that outside of upfront payments. So I think they're. I, I think they're up to investigate the, on this. Um are actually right now in which oh. we're talking to voice actors. So Very cool. Look cool.
2: That on
4: I'm looking IGN. forward com. to reading that.
0: <laughs> yeah. On the subject of residuals, when they did have the SAG strike, uh, they one of the demands was residuals, but they opted instead for bonuses. So the union has already. I don't know. I'm like Casey. There's plan. nothing I can say about it. I don't know. I just. I I actually didn't want to talk about this because <laughs> not because of the story itself. Like obviously the story is important, but the reaction to the story, it, the mm-hmm. Facebook group was probably the worst I've ever seen. It people I've never seen on the Facebook group were coming out just to like argue and be mean and nasty and sling ad hominem ad hominem attacks at each other. Eh, at everyone, what well, the
4: involved. comments? I got I, I so don't many, want to get into it. I got so, so many go alerts, you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I do think that there are people who were, you know, longtime community folks coming in and saying, Hey, now, you know, pushing back. So I appreciate that and everything. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying like everybody in the group was guilty. I just say that the group became, uh, and I don't, I only basically use Facebook for the NVC group and for like 10 vintage computer repair groups that I'm parts of. And I actually had to mute the NVC group because it just was over. I, you know, I got tired of seeing like such toxic toxicity and negativity and people drawing conclusions without having all the information and for me that's the biggest takeaway here is uh wait till you get all the information before you like names because they are also well no I guess they're making their opinions known without having all the information also but you know what Casey you were right it's uh Dan is probably the only one who would get the war games reference or the uh curious game the only winning move is not to play. So never tweet. <laughs> never tweet. Yes, I agree with that. That is the most basically wonderful advice that you could give about online interactions. So, but everyone quit the I- thank internet. Thank you for, for thank you for calling me old. By the
1: way, sir.
2: <laughs>
0: well, uh, you oftentimes you're the only one who gets my old man references. So, and it's funny I mean, you're not I, wrong. Just I'm two years older than you are, so I just don't have the the cool um, Gandalf gray uh Goatee going on, but anyway, I'm, work, I'm
1: working on on Kratos here. <laughs> it's, it's very good. It's good luck. Are you doing that. Kratos
4: for Halloween? I, I, I
1: no, it works. Get the am.
4: tattoo. <laughs>
1: right, you got to really commit to the bit.
0: You so,
3: can pull it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dan, you can pull it yeah. off.
1: Yeah, could- I'm 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 working on my boy.
2: Keep <laughs> working, <laughs> boy,
1: boy, boy, boy. It's 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 really hard to pull that off. Yeah, you got to.
0: all right you can sign up for some voice lessons but kat uh, i'm actually really looking forward to your follow-up story and then um everyone can read that on IGen.com, the website where we all work so yeah thank you for bringing that up actually um i feel way better about it because i was really not wanting to talk about it and now i feel good about having yeah well
3: it it really kicked some stuff off in the nintendo community but uh i I think it was definitely worth uh, talking about it because it was the story of the month (laughs)
0: It was the story of the moment. But then Casey also has a story of her moment. Casey, you moved. You have a new house. Congratulations.
4: Yes. Hello. Thank you. Yeah. We are still. (laughs) Hmm?
0: How's the carpet?
4: Yeah. So about that, um, we are renting. And when we moved in, the floor is very obviously. The carpet was ripped out of some of the bedrooms. And there is some lovely old linoleum on the floor. As along with some carpet glue, but don't worry, my landlord assured me that it had been professionally cleaned. So it's professionally cleaned carpet glue, which I will cherish forever. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, we just moved. Uh, I'm still in Florida. I'm still, I'm just on the other coast instead of the East Coast, Um, just to be closer to some friends. Now that I know I'm permanently here, this is where I lived before I moved to San Francisco. And I haven't had time to decorate, so I decorated by dumping a bunch of my plushies on the floor
0: <laughs> well it looks quite nice for just being uh the product of inertia <laughs> kinetic energy but comfortable yeah are they stuck to the floor
4: i so i did buy an area rug and put them on the area rug mostly so
0: awesome well i'm this glad room that it's
4: very echoey i hope it's not i hope the sound quality is not
0: too bad. Oh, it sounds yeah. fine. Okay, I'm just cool. hoping that you can't hear my dogs going crazy because my son just came home from school. But I actually didn't know that you moved like across the whole state. That's crazy.
4: It's like it's only like two and a half, three hours. What? To cross? Yeah, to cross the state, Florida. It's pretty. It's pretty thin. It's it's a lot more difficult to go north to south. North to south. Yeah. Are you like. on the west coast of Florida now? Yes. Is that where it is. Yeah.
0: Got it. So Tampa, okay. Tampa, or not Tampa Bay, but the uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I know. I'm good at geography. Tampa at
3: Bay me.
4: area.
0: Oh, you are in the, So
4: you're yeah, like Hillsborough I am.
0: County.
3: Tampa State Peak. Go to a yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning
4: game, Casey. Yeah. I, should, I, I know I've never They're been fun. to one. I've been, I went, I was what? a Panthers fan growing up,
3: but really? I've never been to a Lightning oh. game. They're both fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hockey. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> hey, hey, it, it is hockey season. over here. So
0: NBA football, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good times. And you can
1: see how much Dan is excited about hockey. He's- <laughs> well, I, I just i just edited a hockey review and that's a, a as, as close to anything hockey related as I <laughs> it got an eight this year though right not that it's on switch I Did oh. I,
3: was it good I, uh, oh crap We're yeah our, yeah i'm kind
1: of a reviewer says it's a reviewer says it's the 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 you know new gen upgrade they should have had a couple of years ago oh nice uh, so <laughs> i'm gonna have to I'm finally out caught up Xbox. and yeah.
0: Yeah. i gonna have to check that out but uh dan you obviously you didn't write the nhl 22 oh, goodness review. no <laughs> but you did write a nintendo review which is why we have you on the show today you pl- you're a a bit of an XCOM fan we've we've come to suss out um from our investigative dabble. Reporting. yes but uh mario and rabbits sparks of hope you reviewed and you liked it quite a lot actually
1: yeah like i i really uh, um you know was kind of wowed by by how how much they were willing to evolve the the uh the first game uh kingdom battle. And they they really seem to have like and I I don't, certainly don't take credit for like, oh they listened to only my concerns. Or my concerns are the ones that, that that they that they uh they chose to listen to it to uh, to make their, their changes for the new game. But pretty much every every issue I had with the with the first one uh was is resolved and then some with this. Um like the first one kind of felt like there was one solution to to a lot of the the levels, mm. and, you know, kind of trial and error puzzle. This one is much more open ended. Uh, it's it lets you mix and match these these sparks. Uh, they they're basically little uh, mods that you can put on each character that give them uh, the ability to to like call it to have like an electric shot or a or a area of effect uh, uh, power that that uh, you know, rains down hell on on the on the bad guys. Uh but you can mix and match those with the different characters you all have there own attributes as well so it's it's extremely flexible and it lets you you know kind of customize to your heart's content uh create whatever you want it it's it's really a excellent take on that on that uh that first game they, they also did things like they they there's no more visible grid I'm sure there's still one under there somewhere uh, yeah. to you know just make things make sense to the the tactics but um it, it it doesn't feel like it you're moving freely uh you know, within your character's movement radius then you can like team jump off of others to 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 expand that radius you can go through pipes and uh, over over ledges and do all kinds of stuff that that really uh, gives you all kinds of flexibility and you know part of that is due to the level design which kind of allows for all this stuff they've really thought all that stuff out there's a lot of levels they're they're creative they're you know different from one another uh there' there's all kinds of stuff going on in this. And that's before you even get to the overworld, which is completely completely different and much more uh open and freeform. And you can go uh you know, it's 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 like an open a small open world. There are a series of five of them. Oh, cool. um, and you can go uh, you know, to do whatever puzzles you want. They're all they're all loaded with puzzles. It's, you know, kind of simple puzzles, but but, you know, kind of fun and satisfying stuff to solve. And that's that's a really good break from uh, from the you know hardcore, pretty hardcore tactics game, and that the other the other major thing that they they addressed, or one of them, is that uh, that the difficulty is very very flexible. You can turn it you can turn it up to where the point where you know as, as somebody who plays a lot of XCOM, it was you know I had to like stop and think about it. How do I how do I get every little bit of damage potential out of each character every turn? Uh, how do I bounce them off each other? Uh, and and on the other end of that you can turn the difficulty down. You can even turn on basically God mode. So you don't, your characters don't take any damage. Uh, and the the default difficulty was, you know, fair, not super challenging. Like I was, I was able to at certain points, hand the controller to m- to my seven year old son and he would, <laughs> he would do pretty well. Like he, he would lose every so often, but he, he, he uh, would usually win. Mm. Um, So it's, it's a, it's a much more accessible. <laughs> in the first, which awesome. And that one ramped up and took me by surprise. I'm like, whoa, this is, this is way harder than I expected. Uh, but, you know, doable for, for a lot of people, but it but, sure. uh, put some people off with the difficulty. And this uh, one, this, is
0: this sort of the same as far as if you were to, it t- when you do turn it all the way up, does it
1: ramp up and kind of surprise you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, there are definitely some, some missions I had to do more than, more than once or twice to get through them uh right uh, you know when i when i turned up the difficulty and i I didn't turn up there there are difficult different difficulty settings there's like the overall one there's uh, where it's like easy average and demanding and then you know setting that to demanding you know made me made me stop and think to like how should i do this um but there's a a further one in there that's like you can turn up enemy damage and i I think oh Oh, wow yeah so it's there it is yeah
0: (laughs) very customizable uh in a in a lot of ways that's very cool
1: yeah and it's it's like this one like the first one like if if you lost a, if like a character went down during a during a mission you would only get like two stars in a mission and you know your rewards would be affected this one uh like you just do whatever you want like there's no there's no scoring you on a mission so mm-hmm. if, if you want to sacrifice a character to get through you can't
0: oh i hate when they when they penalize you for sacrificing a character i'll just start <laughs> the level over again but uh what about loading time speaking of starting levels over again
1: Right. So, well, it's not. It's not. It's not. That's not the loading part. Part uh, uh, part of loading that I have a problem with. The part of loading I have a problem with, uh, is, you, you know, you, this game really encourages you to to go in and shuffle around the sparks. Who gets what? You put two on each character. Uh, so it's it's you're you're encouraged to go into that menu and and rearrange. The problem is there's like a like a loading time every time you go in or out of that menu. Mm. So. So if you're looking at the tactical map and you say, okay, this guy is weak against splash damage, but, but vulnerable to electricity, you go into your, into your menu, that's like a, you know, three or four second load time. And that's not much by itself, but it adds up uh, it's because then it's like, oh, I forgot to check the, for this other character, what he's vulnerable to. So I have to go back to the, the map. There's another few seconds of loading time, right. I check him out. And I go back into the loading, loading screen or the uh, the loadout screen. And that's another few seconds of loading time. Then I have to go back to the the uh, the game itself, or the tactical map, and that's another few seconds. So, so that that annoyed me. Like I I appreciate <laughs> that it, that it is like a kind of elaborate menu. It's got a lot of animations there. This whole game is is really beautifully animated. Like all the characters have so much personality. Uh, but I guess that that comes at the cost of uh, having to load all that stuff in whenever you right. go to the menu because all the characters are dancing around in the menus uh and and that and the switch just can't handle that
0: yeah yeah poor switch uh it's a 30 fps game too if i'm not mistaken i i believe so
1: i mean it's a turn-based game so who cares
3: (laughs) you know when i I started playing it and i have to say that i was actually really impressed by the quality of the presentation uh it looks amazing on an oled um, yes it's what i've been playing on. Uh, Those colors just, they look gorgeous on that screen. And there's some Switch games where it's obvious that it's not really intended for the Switch, especially in handheld mode, because the font is too small. Everything takes a hair too long to load. It feels clunky. That is not the case with Mario Plus Rabbids. It really makes the Switch hardware shine in a way that I really enjoyed. And, you know, like you look at the textures, it's very cartoony and everything but it has a real style to it yes Uh, the the worlds are quite detailed actually it runs from my perspective it was running pretty smoothly i obviously this is like relatively early on so dan was playing it later i love little touches like even we were just looking at the load screen a hot second ago it's a very cute little animated thing going on right there i think it's astoundingly well done that, that
1: that does get old a little bit i mean it's, the spaceship <laughs> yeah. is dodging a bunch of different things but you get tired of looking at that i promise
3: oh, i, I yeah, imagine I, yeah <laughs> i
1: did i did have some you know, i played 99 on on you know docked mode but i did i did have some some chugging in in some of the overworlds mm. uh when 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 it was you know looking especially pretty like it would it would you know you'd pan across and it would go chug 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 but, mm. but for the most part it's it's fine uh and it's it's um like Again, like most of the stuff you're doing that, that requires any kind of any kind of, uh, you know, precision and movement is in the tactical maps. And I had no problems there. Very cool. I know a there, lot. There, of... are, there are a few. There are a few things where you're you're running around in the open open world, like trying to uh, trying to, like, gather a bunch of coins in, in a sequence before the time expires. Um, but I, I never had performance. Here it is. Hannah. Thank you for that oh. clip. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, it, I never had a, a problem with performance, uh, messing me up there. I also really like, uh, one of the things I complained about in the first game was that, uh, Beepo, your little Roomba, flying Roomba friend. Yes. Uh, in that, in the first game, he, he was like leading your party. So he was out in front. There's this little, little, little hockey puck of a thing. Um, and it was, it was really hard to, to remember that that was your character. And so that's, that's the thing that you were steering as you were running through the world. Because you were looking at Mario who's standing right behind him. It's, and you just think, Oh, I'm Mario. I'm the larger character that I can always see. Uh, as opposed to this little puck that sometimes is obscured by Mario. So it's they, they this time they made uh Beepo fly directly over your head. It made it cleared that problem up great uh, perfectly. It's fine. Great.
0: Awesome. I'm glad the the, the beepo issues have been resolved. The <laughs> the one thing I know a lot of people were really not worried but maybe a, a little concerned about the the rabbits talking in this one how how did that come across was it distracting was it annoying was it something that you never really even noticed i was surprised i played also a little bit of it and i i was expecting them to just talk non-stop but there's actually beepo is kind of the only one who's who's really talking but do
1: the do talking rabbits ruin the experience i would not say so i'm i'm kind of in in the camp where the the kind of constant babbling is more annoying than than uh than this this take where they they do have like a few a few like very brief kind of combat barks they don't their their dialogue is pretty rare in the in the story uh but and like everyone but beepo and his new sidekick ai janine um everyone else uh they'll say like a a quick phrase at the fr- at the beginning of a of a line of dialogue and then the rest you have to read yeah um but yeah which is which is kind of odd and inconsistent it's also weird that uh rabid mario can talk can talk more than mario does uh um, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird um, uh chris pratt was too busy <laughs> yeah well it's, he's voiced by charles martin and ness oh wow uh, that's, as he should that be a, a crucial detail yeah um <laughs> but yeah it was, it was like the story i i didn't love um just because it's so off the wall and absurd um like the the first one like is is insane don't get me wrong like that the whole like interdimensional blending of rabbits and and mushroom kingdom stuff uh is, is bonkers and off the wall but it was like well, once you once you understand like that's that's the the idea everything else kind of makes sense within that idea this one is much more kind of scattershot every anything goes um but then like the 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 enemies are like why are why are these guys rabidish and these aren't really and there's it's kind of all over the map um but then you you get to like the last mission and it kind of explains everything but it's like by that point it's like you've kind of written off the story as a bunch of nonsense i'm just rolling with it um and the explanation makes sense i guess but i know you you don't you don't come to a mario game for for deep lore so you're saying it's a realistic
0: down-to-earth game that's completely off the wall and swarming with magic robots exactly all right i'm here for the deep
3: mushroom kingdom lore i don't know what you're talking about
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm assuming that i mean we if we mention anything about the the story people will be very frustrated and angry with us spoiling the the lore but I'm, I'm assuming this kind of exists within its own mario and rabbits lore. it's not tied into
4: i don't think like, the rabbits are canonical uh, no yeah that was my my question is this is this canon to kingdom mushroom is, uh, mushroom kingdom lore
0: well when they is write uh, mario historia and they make the timeline then they'll retcon these games into it so also, people I'd get mad at me story. That'd
3: be actually kind of neat. I yeah. would too.
0: <laughs> people people get mad when I make fun of the Zelda timeline for being just a complete on. But that has nothing to do with Mario plus um, rabbits. Cat, uh, how much of this have you played? Just sort of the opening. Oh, or where, how like, are you feeling? Pretty much.
3: I'm pretty much at the beginning. Um, I going through the tutorials, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Running through the combat mechanics, uh, doing the team jumps, that kind of thing, and. I really like the oh, first of all, how smooth the 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 actual movement around the maps are. Um yeah, I think I, I didn't play the first Mario Plus Rabbits actually because of the rabbits. I didn't I didn't wanna I didn't wanna deal with the rabbits, even though everybody's was <laughs> like but, but it's XCOM with Mario and I'm like, Yeah, I know, but there's a big hang up. Uh but I got a code for this one and I decided to give it a shot and I was like, Okay, yeah, I kinda wanna stick with this one actually, even though uh, the rabbits are run around doing rabid things um they
2: can't help themselves it's in that it's can't in their help name. themselves yeah
3: but I, I do like the the i mean dan you're you're a big tactics head too like uh, i also like xcom and valkyria chronicles and everything i do like the the zone that you can move around i do like the cover mechanics uh that kind of thing um and it feels appropriate to mario even though you're using uh projectiles which is uh Interesting. Um not something that I'm used to seeing. Seeing like Luigi with the bow uh <laughs>
2: pulling
3: back for the super attack like looking really ferocious. Uh yeah, in, in that, the first that's... one he had a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giving them guns. I remember that was a big con- point of conversation uh around it the is, original it Mario is. Plus ravens.
1: That is kind of kind of weird that they didn't just have Mario shoot fireballs from his hands. It's like Yeah, <laughs> he has that, that he has that power. Yeah. Um yeah, he's he's got kind of that that badass uh, pistoleer going on where he's, he's he's shooting two different targets uh, with with pistols. Oh yeah, it's, it, yeah. He's 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 a killer. All it needs <laughs> is some bullet time. Mechanics. Don't mess with
3: Luigi. I'm just saying.
1: Oh yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I I Luigi's a sniper. I love I love him in, in this, and he, <laughs> and he can he can move he can move further than pretty much any other character. See, that is staying true to the canon because he has that floaty jump.
0: <sighs> I'm saying mario historia might be coming Dan, what did you score uh mario rabbit's sparks of hope
1: i gave it a nine i thought I, I you know i like the first one i ended up giving like a 7.7 7, uh because and you know I, that was well that's one of those where i woke up the next day and i'm like should have been an eight uh, <laughs> but, mm. but uh like that that one uh just because the the ending was such a such a slog to get through because of all that trial and error i mentioned and all the um and like the the big kind of spike in difficulty that that even for me was was a lot um mm. and and the, you know the, there are other issues with it too but but uh like the it, the ending in particular is like it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth and i had just gotten under the wire finishing it in time so i, I was sitting down to write it and and. kind of kind of grumpy but you know um but yeah you know woke up and and would have gone would have gone a little higher but uh this one i think is just bigger and better in every way virtually it's it's it is it is a fantastic little tactics game and uh little little is actually the wrong word because it took me 35 hours to be
0: holy cow 35 hours
1: that's a lot of games substantial i mean that that was that was like the the first the first few couple of um, uh, worlds that you visit. They're planets, by the way. And Mario has a spaceship. Um, <laughs> Obviously, go to, go so it's
4: a Mario yeah. Galaxy spinoff. Got it.
1: Yeah, assume, no, yeah it, a, it does tie in Mario
0: into too.
1: <laughs> really? It's, he pulls a rocket yeah, out of the R- ground. Rosalina's in it. Um, right. But anyway, it's it's. Um, <laughs> uh, I I was I was doing pretty much every like side mission and puzzle I could in the first couple worlds, and then I realized I'm gonna run out of time if I don't like. <laughs> Kind of mainline the, the the rest of the the uh, the, the story missions. Um, so I did like eighty five percent of the fir- of the first couple, and then like sixty five of the rest of them. Oh wow, that's so there's there's plenty left to do, and there, there's, there's also a, a bunch of stuff that that you you don't even unlock until you beat it.
2: Yeah, and then and
0: you have there's to, like yeah. planned
1: DLC as well. If I'm not mistaken, there is. So, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be interested to see how that one goes. The the there was a, a Donkey Kong themed one that uh, that came out for the fir- the first yep. one that was good.
0: Wow, as a a value proposition, this sounds like a winner. However, just like video game reviews, value is wholly subjective. Subjective, rather. (laughs) Casey, uh, I'm pretty sure you were too busy to play. Is that correct? Yes, unfortunately. Uh, You did get to see something kind of cool, right? I did. I
4: did. Do you
0: mind telling us about that?
4: Yes, I was able to play Pokemon Scarlet, at least a demo version of Pokemon Scarlet, for about an hour. So Whoa. I got hands-on with Pokemon. Um, It was awesome. Uh, I thank you, Nintendo, for letting me have that opportunity. But my preview should be live when this is going out. This is why we held the show, because the embargo was Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific time. The What I was able to play was basically all of the things that they showed you in the gameplay overview, the 14 minute long trailer video. So it wasn't much of anything new, but I can, I did confirm some details. I think people would be interested in Ooh. and I did, was able to confirm some things that were speculating about. So the demo that they dropped me in, they dropped me in near by the, um, I guess the main character's house in pokemon scarlet with korydon already as my buddy and with a party of pokemon in their mid-20s i had bellybutt bellybutt oh <laughs> my gosh belly <laughs> <laughs> belly uh the new electric type pokemon that's ionos um who's the gym leader's partner pokemon uh fur Armorogue. rogue and I have it written down in my previews, go read it. But I started off by just going off and um, checking out a picnic. And the picnics, I don't know, like I don't know how much you want me to describe it. Like I i just like did the things that they showed us. I'm pretty us sure and everybody, everybody wants videos, to know. You're like
2: so. the
0: only person that we know who's played this game and everybody loves and is excited for Pokemon and everybody loves and is excited that you're on the show again. So I just you could just talk about Pokemon. Nobody's gonna be mad. Okay,
4: I'll just talk about Pokemon then. So we were able to do a picnic and when you're picnicking, you can bathe Pokemon, which I'm pretty sure increases the hidden friendship mechanic and you can play with them and stuff. And this is all of your party Pokemon plus your legendary Pokemon that you're riding on. And you can make sandwiches. It's like a mini game. I- <laughs> It's like a little physics-based mini game and I decided <laughs> to make my own custom sandwich. I made like a do oh. BLT, very very original. But you don't know if you're it's kind of like with curry. If you don't you don't know if it's going to be good until after you make it. <laughs> <There's a sandwich laughs> game. I know, but so this is it. You just like make a sandwich. And the thing is you have to use all of the ingredients it gives you and if it gets too tall the sandwich will fall apart and you'll fail the mini game. <laughs> oh, it's no. not it, it wasn't that like so don't pick too many ingredients or else your sandwich will fall apart and uh, your pokemon will be sad because then they won't get any sandwiches you
0: don't want to shaggy um, and scooby doo it
4: yeah no <laughs> i mean i i tried um i it was like the actual minigame itself was fine i think it's cute and novel but i wouldn't be rushing back to do this over and over again because i like the minigame rather it's like
3: the curry minigame right yeah
4: yeah exactly it's like and same thing with like your your poke it's just like something that you honestly the pokemon burling diamond shining pearl pokepuff puff minigame like infuriated me <laughs> really? i hated I, hate, I hated doing it this one is is a, a lot nicer but i would come back and picnic and do these often because you get buffs depending <sighs> on the ingredients you use and these buffs can increase something like your types a specific type effectiveness so if you're going into a battle and you know you want to use your ice type pokemon like maybe you want to increase your ice type effectiveness or maybe you're going off and you're like okay i really want to find this rare dragon type pokemon and you can make a meal that'll make small dragons appear more often (sighs) or things like that you can even increase your shiny rates by making particular sandwiches i don't know logically how this makes sense i don't know how eating a sandwich Affects the world around you, but I, maybe it makes you smell different. I don't know. I, care. I come up with a lot of others. this is getting me idea. so excited. You get carbs, mm-hmm. and because
3: you're feeling energized, that makes you more observant, and therefore you spot oh. the shinies that you would have otherwise
4: missed. That makes sense. I like that. That's candid now. That's how it works. That's how the sandwiches That's, give you the buffs.
1: I, uh, I just like to add that for for Cat and I, this this segment is particularly brutal because as we're as we're recording, it's it's lunchtime for us, but you guys I'm are first time. So.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, well,
1: that's I, true. W- that's true, Dan. I could go for a sandwich, is what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> yeah, I want a sandwich now. Uh, apparently, so can the Pokemon developers, because I've noticed an increased obsession with food in each successive <laughs> Pokemon game. Uh, going back to uh, a few games, I think, because you had the the curry one uh, last year, right? Yeah. Um, the last gen. Was there something Malchottas. with Gen
4: 7? There's you know, hang out There's caps
3: you're hanging out in cafes and gen uh gen whatever gen 6 uh yeah, and so X and y. yeah so why yeah uh, yeah
4: you had so, the castellia cones in black and white yeah yeah and i
3: think this ties in a little bit to i was observing cuz i was at the pokemon center when i was in japan just recently and Ooh. i was like when did pokemon become a lifestyle brand because shopping at the pokemon center is like shopping at a bed bath and beyond now and for, <laughs> to be clear I'm here for it.
4: I want I love like
3: it. I want Pokemon moisturizer. I want Pokemon like little cookies and recipes. I want Pokemon blankets. It's great, but I'm just like trying. Casey, do you? Do you when did it become a lifestyle brand?
4: Uh, I've seen it. So I went to Japan in twenty December of 2015, and they already had household objects at Pokemon centers. So you could already buy like things like glasses cases and. Um, plate sets and mugs and things like that. And it's just becoming, with the launch of the Pokemon Center in the US, again, the relaunch, it, it used to exist. They closed it, relaunched the Pokemon Center website. It became a it Nintendo become... World store? So, yeah, in New York, it became a, a Nintendo store instead. If you, the doors, I was actually just there, the doors still have the Pokeball on it the insignias like the handles Whoa. create a pokeball when they're closed so they didn't get rid of that but it's it's in everything nintendo store while i was there they had a very cute Mimikyu treat bowl that i could not fit in my luggage so i did not purchase it
2: Aww. but
4: yeah but they, they they're having like really cute clothes now they have jewelry they have a lot of they have really nice watches they've got skateboards like anything like you could make your whole almost your whole house like pokemon themed <laughs> if you wanted I- to <laughs> I
1: kinda but wanna it's, it's almost Pokemon. like they figured out that it's almost like they figured out that like people who grew up with Pokemon are you know, adults now and have yeah. disposable income.
4: Uh-huh. That's that's it. That's the that's the answer. Yep. And it's true. Here me terms game. of
3: <laughs> in terms of the actual gameplay. I was mm-hmm. talking to a friend of mine who's really engaged with Pokemon and he was talking about how uh there was a video uh, basically recounting Gen uh, the previous Gen Sword and Shield, and talking about how uh, from like the perspective of a VGC player and that kind of thing. And one of the biggest things that they said was it was a big deal that Pokemon uh, made it so that you could change the IVs. It's like mm-hmm. uh, the IVs are like the base stats of the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You can make them perfect pretty easily. In Sword and Shield, to make them competitively viable. And as a result, it brought a lot of people into the VGCs and the competitive scene who had not been there before. And it seems like they're continuing that attempt to be way more accessible. Uh, reading your preview in uh, Scarlet and Violet by adding these buffs that you can have. Um, they are making it so that you can actually Defeat Pokemon without actually going into random battles yes
4: so that so that is really interesting, and I as I was writing my preview, I kind of came to the realization like if we didn't have auto battles, another new there's another new mechanic that they introduced with being able to craft tms. So something new that I learned with my hands-on is that you don't know what materials you need to craft these TMs until you get the material. I'm sorry to make this comparison, but it's like that in Monster Hunter. It's a question mark for the thing that you want until you get the material, and then you know what it is. Um, and I'm just imagining if I like want to craft TM, sort of like I have a, my eye on a specific TM and I want to craft it, it would be... a Just such a slog to have to manually go into the the turn-based battles with every single wild Pokemon I saw just to make sure I had the ingredients I might need to make these TMs sometime in the future. But with the auto-battling, that makes it much easier because you can passively fight Pokemon and get these Pokemon materials as you're just exploring and wandering around. At least that's how I experienced it. I was able to do some auto battles as I was walking around an area, and it seemed like the Pokemon pretty easily passively fought Pokemon as we passed them. Um, And then I was able to passively get those materials, which would then unlock new TMs to craft. And you, well, they don't unlock the ability to craft new TMs. They just, you get the materials to. able to craft the tms that you have the recipes that you have unlocked you unlock new tm recipes by progressing in the story like any of the new any of the story um objectives i think i'm pretty sure should unlock new tm recipes for you to craft but you can also find tms out in the world like you are used to um the items appear on the ground as pokeballs like they have before and the tms are still gold pokeballs i'm pretty sure i found one i found one tm in the world while i was exploring it was a. underneath a one of the statues in Artisan that was, I think, sculpted by the gym leader Brassius. Um anyway, I and also one other thing I learned about the auto battles specifically is that the experience you gain from these auto battles is significantly less than what you would get from a normal wild Pokemon battle. So you're not Oh okay. I think that's good because you would yeah. absolutely accidentally power level if you were just passively fighting everything <laughs> as you walked by. Like it would just you would you would accidentally be way too powerful for everything. Um, I know we're seeing if you're watching the YouTube video, we're seeing the gym leader Brassius on the screen right now. And I, I did actually get to do this gym battle as well.
2: Ooh. And
4: I had a Setitan, which is an Ice type Pokemon with an Ice type priority move, Ice Shard, and I just completely sweeped his team. It it wasn't hard. Pro um, tip. <laughs> but the um I don't know if you would have been able to get Setitan by that point, like, I don't know. Like they said that my Pokemon were more powerful than they should have been getting to that point, but it is an open world game. I still have so many questions like, okay, I'm approaching a grass type gym. I want an ice type. Can I just go to the snowy mountains area and catch an ice type Pokemon and then come back? Or is that area too high level for me to go and have catch Pokemon that would listen to me? Like, I don't know if there's level scaling based on how you've progressed or if each of the areas that are very obviously segmented, there's like area one, area two, area three, are these areas, do they have specific levels to them?
2: Hmm. Like,
4: if you go to area one, are the range of levels going to be like one to 10 and then area two is like 10 to 20, et cetera, or does it scale with you? I don't know. (laughs) So, and that was my biggest question that I'm very sad that I could not get an answer to. And I also was very curious about the four-player co-op in this game because I want to know, like, what if you're playing with your friends and you engage in a trainer battle? What happens? And I wasn't able to answer that question either. Um, But I was able to do a Terra Raid battle, just one. It was very similar to a Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, Max Raid battle, except it is timed and you can kind of act without having to wait on the people in your party to choose their options as well. It's the timer is kind of like individual for you instead of, okay. so you don't have to wait around for people to make decisions, you can just keep going. And then if you your Pokemon faints, instead of being fainted for a turn, it's fainted for five seconds, which I assume means that five seconds is like the equivalent of a turn. I don't know. Again, <laughs> I was only able to do it one time, so I can't be specific with what I did and did not learn. Right. Um, what oh uh something I was pleasantly surprised by is that you can freely move the camera and ride on your Pokemon even inside towns. Which is Sweet. Cool. Wreak um, havoc. Yeah, like uh, so in the gym there's a gym test in Artisan, which requires you to find all of the sunflora or ten of them in a time limit. And so I was jumping on buildings with Cariton and gliding around and being able to kind of see them from above which made it a lot easier
0: well my big question is as a lifelong <laughs> yeah. you know you're a lifelong pokemon player lifelong pokemon fan mm-hmm. does it feel like how you want a pokemon game to feel even with this sort of open world mov- movement and changing in, in the battle systems does it feel fundamentally pokemon
4: yes it is All definitely right. still pokemon but it's new enough to make it worth trying if you have gotten tired of the old formula i think that's because it's, it's different enough there it is open world the two different stories that aren't the gym battle that have like it's not a side thing that you're doing it's weird because like oh there's there's two separate storylines. there's the myth mythical pokemon the titan pokemon with the urba mystica there's that storyline, there is the Team Star, which is called Starfall Street storyline, which has you fighting against your school's delinquents. And then there's the traditional Victory Road um, Gym League, uh, Pokemon wow. League storyline. But aren't all the storylines generally present in Pokemon games, even mm-hmm. when they're not very neatly segmented like that? You're kind of fighting a team as you are getting your gym battles and you're learning about legendary Pokemon i don't know if the titan pokemon is related to to legendary pokemon at all actually so i that's just a separate story it's a mystery i don't know but there are generally side stories that are going on simultaneously with your main goal of becoming a pokemon champion so they just segmented these out more and i'm hoping that by doing that these two separate storylines have more attention paid to them and are more fleshed out than they have been in previous gens as they're not being treated as a side thing. They are a main story in of itself. So I have a lot of hopes for that, but man, I wish I was able to play more. I, I'm, it was fun. It was definitely <laughs> fun. I honestly wanted to spend the whole time just walking around and exploring and, uh, like just seeing how it felt to explore in the world because I have a lot of fun doing that, but I wanted to try out so many different things. But while exploring, I did discover something that is kind of big a very large oh. departure from the Pokemon series. Are you allowed that to is, talk about And it? I am allowed to talk about it. The, the big thing I'm allowed to talk about um, you'd no longer trigger mandatory battles with trainers. If you cross their paths, they oh. will, they will no longer, there's no more making eye contact and you have to battle. You have to go and talk to the trainer to initiate the battle.
0: No more. I like shorts. They're comfy. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. Okay. No I sh- more. I like shorts. They're comfy to wear. No, <laughs> no more of that. You have to go talk to them and, to, and ask them about their shorts before they wow. will fight you.
3: <laughs> the <Trainers laughs> to... This region are just way more chill. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're having some chill. tapas.
4: Yeah. You know, Hanging they
2: don't
4: want to fight you. They're having picnics. <laughs> wow. They're having picnics. You talk to them, they're like, here's some picnic ingredients. Go hang Delicious out. Fight sandwiches. me if you want. Yeah. Oh, but I, I feel like that one mechanic change, it might sound really small to people. It's like, oh, like, why does that matter? It just, but it changes yeah. the difficulty of areas just by removing the mandatory battles, right? Like, you're no longer having to run a gauntlet to get through a cave if there are caves. I don't know um but it (laughs) removes it removes the gauntlet of trainers that you have to fight and that like i remember in pokemon platinum even just recently i was doing a nuzlocke run and there was an item behind a trainer and i was like oh this is just a grunt like i don't have to worry about this guy and he swept my whole team. Oh. It was just a huge massacre. Like everyone oh my but two of my Pokemon. He just murdered all of them. What and happened and I he he used a freaking cadabra and used an X Special on it. And then he just sweeped my team. Like oh. I he just psychicked uh. them to death. My God. <laughs> I know. It was very brutal. They're That's all weird. dead. And it's because I chose to walk past him to get the item behind him. And like in like, if it hadn't been a Nuzlocke, it was. It still would have suit my team. I still would have been forced to leave the building to go heal before progressing further into the town. So it kind of forces you into some difficulty, right? Because it forces right. you to fight things. You can't just freely explore. There are consequences for your actions. And now in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, you no longer have those barriers to exploration, which can actually also be a good thing. So, like, on yeah. the other hand, now I'm not going to feel like I have something preventing me from wanting to explore when and how I want to. I can just be like, oh, I want to go see what is over there. And I know I'm not going to have to be encumbered with dozens of wild Pokemon battles because (laughs) you see them, you could just, you know, not run into them. And I'm not going to be forced to do these trainer battles. So I can go and quickly scope out an area, see what there is to do and leave if I wanted to. So it's interesting. And it's also going to, I think, force people to think more about leveling their team, because you're not yeah. going to accidentally level too high, especially because you're not being forced to do the trainer battles, which is where you're getting most of your experience points either. So you have yeah. to actively decide, oh, I need to experience, I need to grind. So I we'll have to see. We'll have to see if it's balanced right. well enough to do what it's trying to do by removing that function
0: i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i bet it is i think they're pretty good at this pokemon yes. thing by now um mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> your uh your review or excuse me not your review your preview is up right now on the site mm-hmm. as f- when this posts so people sh- should and must go read it and i'm just gonna say it right now it sounds to me like this pokemon game it's an evolution
4: oh no we've, oh, i no. feel like we've made we've said oh that i'm sure it's been made a million a times game. but i couldn't
2: resist <laughs> yeah. so
4: and um also just I, a heads a, up okay. <laughs> oh um i just wanted to say the written preview is much longer and way more thorough than the video one is so if you want like yeah. all of the integrity and all of the links to the wiki pages that have very detailed explanations about anything go check out the article go read it Dan, what were you going
1: I have a quick question for you like my 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 son is you know he's 7 and he's very into Pokemon like in in concept um like he's he's never played a Pokemon RPG and frankly neither have I so I want to consult you on this uh should like knowing what you know now should should I wait for this one and have it have it be his first Pokemon RPG or is there a different one I should have him play
4: I think this one What I haven't played it, I don't know. But I Uh, I played some of it. You played more than anyone else. Yeah, I have. I have. (laughs) I am confident that it is still going to be extremely accessible to all ages, if even if they have or haven't played a Pokemon game. Um, If you don't know what to do. In this game you can always go to a pokemon center which are very obviously marked on your map and ask Nurse Joy, story like where should i go what should i do and they'll be like oh there's like a town really nearby with a gym leader or like this thing's really close and you could do that so you're not gonna ever be in a point where like you don't know what to do and i think it has more in common to more modern more modern rpgs than the older pokemon games do now as well
1: um, a good starting point? I, just
4: get him I one. I would say, I would any honestly think any Pokemon game is a good starting point, And I think the best starting point is the game that you have other people playing at the same time. Uh, I think it always enhances the experience if you're playing a game that everyone else is playing. Like, I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming your, your seven year old has other friends who might be playing, and like maybe you want to play the game with them. It, there is four player co op, and that just enhances the experience and makes it better. I think and then it's not i don't think it would be wrong to say that going back to legends arceus or sword and shield would decrease the enjoyment of those games either just because they're different
3: i i tend to think of pokemon as the secret live service game where each new generation is basically an expansion pack (laughs) that is adding in new mechanics new pokemon new areas and everything and that's what everybody shifts to. And then when you go back to older versions, it's almost like going to Wow Classic or something like that, where you're just mm. like, but I, like, I was playing Gen 2 not too long ago, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of soaking up the vibes and everything. I'm like, well, this is still Pokemon, but it's clearly a very different flavor mm-hmm. of Pokemon. So each successive game brings the community with it. So uh, generally speaking, uh, each the new gen is kind of where you want to start I would uh I would argue but
0: yeah they, I would say as a quality parent, I would recommend uh the just the upcoming one because then you can hold it over his head whenever he's bad <laughs> you'd be like ah, I mean buddy I thought you wanted that new Pokemon and you're not eating your broccoli <laughs> but that's just I I never actually did that I was a terrible father but Wouldn't
4: that uh, make you yeah. a good father by not doing that
0: <laughs> rewarding bad behavior I mean, you got to reward some behaviors. So why not yeah. reward the bad Positive ones? Reinforcement. The, fu- yeah. the funner ones anyway. So Casey, thank you. Uh, everyone, again, go read. Thing. I'm sorry, there's so much. Um, I know, I,
4: I'm one, really One more thing. To- I'm sorry. So I, I mentioned that it was really easy to find the gym leader, but the boss battle against the Team Star um, leader was actually surprised me with its difficulty. It wasn't too difficult, but if I didn't have a specific Pokemon my on my team, it would have been like I'm I don't know she might have swapped it. So, no, oh. yeah, that was that was a good surprise. That's it. That's all I wanted to say.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> Te- uh, Pokemon will teach your your child about uh the the, the sting of failure. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm I I don't know what I'm talking about. I will say Pokemon. My son wanted to l- play Pokemon so badly he learned to read faster. So that he could play Pokemon when he was like four years old. So I got nothing against that Pokemon's; those are good games. Hey, speaking of good games, No Man's Sky near Automata, Oh my god, Nier automata. near Automata. Automata. God, dang it! I knew I was going to say it wrong.
3: Near Automata. Look, yes, I say,
2: thank
0: you.
3: <laughs> I say Automata. I'm sure a lot of people would say Automata.
0: Whatever. I don't,
3: I don't know how to say
0: it. And then it's no, that's definitely not it. I have I have a hard time saying it. But Persona Five Royal, these are games that are maybe showing that the Switch still has a lot of life in it. Looking at the Pokemon clips that we're watching, these are impossible, quote unquote, impossible Switch ports. And I'm curious, Cat, are you going to be playing Persona Five Royal on your Nintendo Switch?
3: That's a good question, actually. I already have it on my PS4, <laughs> um, or I have it on my PS5. I should say. Uh, I was actually oh. kind of deciding. Was like, do I want to get it with the better frame rate? Do I want to get it with the portability? It's the age-old question, right? But yeah. I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna roll with the Switch version ultimately nice. because I loved uh, Persona 4 Golden on the Vita very, very okay. much, and it's kind of you, a very much could, a pick up could. and play.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you could uh, play it on the Steam Deck and have both also portability true. and frame rate at 60 really? FPS. Yeah, but would
3: it be at 60 FPS? Because it the Steam is Deck?
1: confirmed at 60 FPS
0: on the Steam Deck. Yes. Oh yeah. But I'm still gonna probably play it on Nintendo Switch. Because uh,
3: well, that's a hard that's a hard decision. Then I know I'm a little afraid to turn on my Steam Deck unless it explodes or something.
2: <laughs> <You>
0: know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is it's destructive every time. It's like, uh, like like spawn.
3: Look, I took it on the road. Uh, and when I was trying to plug it into a TV, the battery was, like, instantly draining. It was crashing. Yeah,
0: the battery's like, a bummer on the Steam Deck, even when it's, like, brand new. It doesn't last that long. But I think and
3: it's it's better now. It's gotten a lot of updates, but I'll, I'll have to look into Persona 5 Royal a little bit. But, uh, it, you know, it's interesting looking at these three games, Near Automata, uh, No Man's Sky, and Persona 5 uh, Royal. Uh, Near Automata came out. Five years ago. Uh, no Man's Sky came out even a little bit earlier. It came out in 2016. Um, of the two, Nier Automata is, I think, judged to be the, the better port. Mm. Um, I, there's been a lot of praise for how well Virtuos has done to bring this one over. It's a little funny to think of it as a quote-unquote impossible port, uh, because you know, it's a, it's a PlayStation 4 game, so it's by definition right. last gen. But it was a a late gen PS4 game, a mid gen PS4 game, I suppose. So mm, um, seven
0: eighths of the way, gen,
3: eighth of the way, gen, whatever. Um, so the, the, the and the Switch, of course, is somewhere between the a three, a PS3 and a PS4 in terms of a, its actual power. So uh, there, there were going to be some compromises, but um, by and large, stable frame rate, uh, still looks really good. In, in some ways in some ways looks better than the PS4 version because it has a
0: Ooh, 1080p. A bold statement oh. indeed.
3: Yeah, um, which is uh, really impressive. Um, a lot of praise for uh, a lot of people say that like virtual is now up there with panic button in terms of uh, the the quality. And it's really great because Square Enix can be quite variable in whether or not they uh, they really, uh, the, the quality of the ports that they put on the Switch I think a pretty infamous example is Kingdom Hearts, mm. the, uh, cloud-based on the Nintendo Switch. So I think there's a lot of relief that Nier, uh, Automata is not, mm-hmm. not cloud-based. And it's an, amazing, it's an amazing game. One of the best of the previous generation. And in fact, a lot of not, a not insignificant number of people I know at the time said Nier Automata was the game of the year. And it was, we all know, 2017 was a vintage year. That was the year of Breath of the Wild. And it's held up, you know, made Yokotaro really catapulted Yokotaro into the ranks of auteurs in uh, game design. Um, Really thoughtful, um, like meditation on life, death, nihilism, kind of thing. The the usual Yokotaro stuff, very dark a lot of the times. Many endings. You've got to play through all the endings.
2: Really oh, good. Yeah, if you don't uh,
4: play through, over. like I, I'm, I'm speaking from Dragon Guard experience because I never finished automata I desperately need to. It's very bad. Mm. Um, that was the same year Persona Five came out too, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There were too it. There yeah. were too many games. That was a play year. Play that year, that was, that was a,
0: a good good year. year. <laughs> was the last I'm good still... year. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, but yeah, you have to play through all the endings. So you, you just, it's you basically haven't finished it.
3: Okay. And then No Man's Sky was interesting because it was a, a passion project. Um, already a pretty small team in Hello Games. Right. And just sound like a couple of Just Sean Murray.
0: Said, He's the only one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> a couple of people on the team just decided they wanted to put No Man's Sky on the Switch. And they did. Digital Foundry uh, did a review of No Man's Sky uh, saying, you know, as expected, the frame rate will drop into, you know, the 20s. Um, mm. it's kind of blurry, that kind of thing uh maybe not extremely well suited uh to the Nintendo Switch. I think probably the best way to play this game is maybe on the PC. No man's Sky, people tell me differently. I have the PS5 version
0: actually. Yeah, but... I still regret when this game was in its bad times not buying it for 4.99 on Steam cuz now it's a really oh, no. good game. But I, you know, it's also on Game Pass. Um,
3: it's in there's... VR, it's pretty cool.
0: Oh, wow, I've never actually played yeah. it in VR. That's a yeah, Ugh, I incredible. go back I to it every
3: so up. Op- I go back to it every so often, and it's, it's a phenomenal game. Yeah. Um it's grown so much; it's pretty wild. Yeah. Dan, did you review the original release?
1: I did. I remember it uh, making the original base PS4 cry. Uh, especially, <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming, you know, leaving and, and returning to to a planet uh, was was not was not smooth. Um, so I'd, I'd be interested to see how the how the Switch handles that aspect of it
3: yeah in that respect, you know i think the fact that it made the original base switch uh, struggle i mean the p s four pro hadn't wasn't out by twenty sixteen so don't oh yeah
1: I, I remember i remember it being I, I'd have to look it up because I do remember seeing it on p s four pro fairly soon after it launched but um i can't can't recall exactly what that timeline worked
3: yeah Does uh, it have- so, i mean if it made the original base ps4 cry then that's pretty impressive that they got a far updated version
1: yeah Yeah, there's been there's been six years of automation of uh optimization since then so i'm I'm sure it's it's a little smoother than it was at launch and does it have cross save functionality if
0: i play this on my switch okay dang if it does then i'll probably no i won't what am i talking about i
3: kind of doubt it but maybe. Maybe No Man's Sky people uh, can tell me about that. It would be a, it would be a nice addition if it
0: did. Yeah, it'd be wonderful. I would love to just sort of this like I would love to do sort of the mundane stuff on my Switch, and then when I wanted to see like the real pretty stuff, I could just go on the yeah. The you Xbox. mean
3: like uh, farming materials and that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, yeah. Which I don't. I'm not like against. I actually kind of enjoy mundane, repetitious tasks on a handheld. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense, but uh. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I would just like to see the real pretty vistas and planets on my giant TV at 4K. So, yeah. I am i don't know. I, I'm probably going to get Persona 5 because I have it on PS4, but I never beat it or really even stuck with it. And i have held out this whole time. It's finally on Switch, so I'm going to try one of these uh impossible I mean, ports. But I'm I think pizza. it's...
4: Also, didn't finish Persona Five yet on the PS4. Me neither. Very bad. I really. The thing is, I love it. I think about it all the time, and I just am always like, I'm too busy with new stuff, and I can't get back to it.
0: That's why I didn't really get into it. I was like, this will consume my life if I let let it. So I'll just not. And but now when it's you know, it's like every RPG. I love to play them portably. I love to just switch it off, put the you know machine down, Mm -hmm. come back later and pick it up again. So. Yeah, I'm probably going to get it. I'm a little bummed out that it's, I, I didn't expect it to be full-priced. I don't know why I didn't expect it to be full-priced, but but it is, it comes out October 21st, which is the day that this show is actually posting.
3: But so, Nier, Nier Automata
0: is not full-priced. It's $40. Ooh. Ah. Oh, see, I've actually never played that one. So maybe I'll get that one. And here's an
3: interesting know, thing about No Man's games. Sky. No multiplayer out of the box. yeah single player it's a single player experience on the switch
1: i mean it was it was always effectively a single player game when it launched on the ps4 too so (laughs) that's also true
3: what's changed so much you know since then
1: yeah it's not it's it's a different game almost
3: we were talking about farming materials uh you know back on when it first launched it was a game of exploration now it's a game of building up your base and maybe doing crazy things on planets and Oh, and ex-
0: stick more locally to your solar system than you do. Exploring uh, the, uh, the, the, the abandoned freighters is my favorite part.
3: But oh yeah. Actually, all right. Building a fleet's pretty cool. I
0: yeah. Think. I remember, I actually remember when we did a stream and it was Max and somebody else. It might've been Naomi Kyle. It was so long ago, but, and it was just them being like, oh yeah, like, just vaporizing some ore for like three straight hours. Cause that's basically all there was to do. When, this, when that game first came out. But now it's great, and everyone should play it, and it's really fun, and it's really captivating and imaginative, and it's exactly the kind of game that I'm talking myself into playing again. So here we go. And it's not like anything else is coming out this fall or soon. No, or I'm just not all like the games. Gonna...
3: You should play Mario Plus Rabbids. So I great. am playing that too. That's the thing. Ah, it's ah. actually been a really busy month for our Nintendo Switch.
0: Yeah, and then next week, on. we have Bayonetta 3 coming out. So, which also uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, not coming to the Switch, but <laughs> coming to a computer near me where I will be reviewing the multiplayer.
4: And Gotham Knights and, as well.
0: Gotham Knights yeah. is out.
4: Yeah, Game of the
2: Year material right
4: there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> I just love uh, that Persona 5 Royal, no matter what platform you play it on, that guy who's playing the Vita on the train still there nice Vita guy on the train is he lasts forever
0: there probably is a Vita guy on a train right now
3: probably in Japan yeah I, yeah.
0: I believe it I swear I see at least every PAX East I go to I see at least one guy like very Vita guy, I see you yeah I see, see you Vita guy because you make it very obvious that you have a Vita you don't just pull it out and start playing it you make a big deal out of it
3: so I got a Vita no I actually uh, a really good friend of mine still plays Vita
0: on the reg i mean it means life so it does yep <laughs> does anybody want to do some questions from question block nah actually okay, okay yeah all right yeah all the right, fans just okay. yeah the audience hates that so we're just gonna move what? right on yeah. to uh i'm gonna read the ingredients of uh granola just kidding <laughs> this is a long one so you're gonna have to bear with me um this one comes from Justin, and it, i thought it was a good question but it requires some setup so Justin writes, pretend one day you come across a mysterious warp pipe. Upon entering the pipe, you are transported to the top of a snowy mountain peak. And now he's really painting a picture here. <laughs> An elderly man appears before you and seems to be the only person who lives here. He warmly welcomes you inside his wooden hut and pours you some tea. I work for Nintendo and I am the keeper of all Nintendo's secrets, he says to you. I know everything about Nintendo's entire history and everything that they are currently working on. As a reward for finding my home, I will answer truthfully and honestly any one question you have about Nintendo lastly the man says you may be wondering what my name is i am called Myanus uncalus however you may call me my uncle ah <laughs> uh, what one question do you have for my uncle who works at nintendo knowing he will reveal <laughs> any nintendo secret you wow. ask of him i want to know what Nintendo. if you could ask for any nintendo secret and have it be answered completely truthfully what <sighs> would it be
1: Oh. I, I remind you that insider trading is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you get caught.
3: Boy, I, I wouldn't mind learning the the full story about why behind what ultimately went down with the the Super Nintendo CD. I mean, I, I oh, think we yeah. know it. I think we know a lot of details and how badly Nintendo screwed them. But uh, yeah, I, I think that there's probably even more going on there. Like what were the conversations ever happening between Sony and Nintendo uh, when that happened? Because it was a momentous moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nintendo and Sony still don't get along. Like they don't work together to this day. And that was a
3: well. What Nintendo did was just—it was the ultimate thing you do not do. Not
0: great. Screwing
3: another another Japanese company to that extent. Yeah, Uh, kind of created their own worst enemy as a result.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh,
3: That would be interesting. I would love to also know like what went down. So I, again, I've read a lot of stories about what went down with Final Fantasy VII. There's an oral history mm. of Final Fantasy VII. But the the break between Square and Nintendo, you know, I, I've heard a lot about like what exactly happened there. But you know let me tell me, tell me all the conversations. <laughs> tell me the, the the full story.
0: Give us That's the deeps. Give uncle. us
3: the tea.
2: Well, he already <laughs> yeah. did. No, sorry. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Drinking the tea right now.
0: <laughs> very warm. Well, Casey, what do you what Nintendo secrets do you want? Do you you get to ask from my uncle who works for oh. Nintendo?
4: Well, first I have to say it's funny that they would assume I would enter a mysterious warp pipe on by my own choice. So, but anyway, maybe you trip.
1: <laughs> maybe selling. I tripped
4: into the warp. That that checks. I actually tri- tripped uh, exiting my house yesterday, and, uh, like a few days <laughs> no. ago, and oh, sprained no. my ankle. So, oh no. you know, not oh, far. it could happen. I could chip, trip into a warp pipe. It could happen. <laughs> um, but I would want to know what game came the closest to completion and was canceled,
2: Ooh. and
4: why, and what what was that game? Give me the details. I want to know yeah. the things. I want to be disappointed by the things I can't have. Give me is there more. a sadness. Secret Zelda
3: game? Yeah. That would have been interesting.
4: Secret Zelda, Secret Pokemon crossover. I don't know. Like what what is it? What's the thing? My uh, if. There is nothing that meets those, that criteria. My backup question would be Are we ever going to get? No, I don't want a yes or no question. I leave it at that.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> That's a great question, Casey, because I, there are a lot of games, there are a surprising number of games mm-hmm. that get finished and then just go on the shelf yeah. forever. It's yeah. never come out. Like Star Fox, Star Fox 2 was one of those games right. for a very long time until it finally came out on the SNES Classics. So yeah. right that's just some interesting answers in there.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Casey, I really like that question because it's the exact one I was going to ask. So oh, sorry. <laughs> so thank you for stealing my thunder.
3: <laughs> How many hey, Star you... games got canceled?
0: You, know? you can ask the same question. You don't know that what you both we... have fallen into the warp pipe.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, are, when are we going to get Dinosaur Planet 2? Sorry, this is the Star, the Star Fox game, Star Fox Adventures, not the right. planet. Uh, <laughs> want Star Fox Adventures 2. We're going to get happened? Star
0: Fox Guard 2 sitting on the shelf somewhere. I think I would ask, and this isn't, I'm not even a fan of the series, but I'd ask, like, what's the scoop with Mother 3 just so that I would know? And then I could tell everybody on the internet and they would stop having to <laughs> spam every, like, That's Nintendo Direct. One. That's a really yeah. good one. I mean, I bet you it is, it's so weird because it's. It's wholly translated, and it exists, and everybody wants it, and they never put it out. And I'm just interested to know why that is. And I'm not even a mother fan. I just think it's, it's so bizarre <laughs> that everybody wants this game, and they have it, and they just won't give it to us. This just seems cruel. It seems very, maybe, oh, you know what it probably was? It's something to do with Sony. And there <laughs> it is. There's a PlayStation. I would ask,
3: where the heck is the Metroid Prime remake?
0: <gasps> yeah oh where's our wind waker uh
3: the one for, that for everybody Switch? says is done but is yeah it, it's just sitting there like, hello
0: there's a lot of games I that just that
1: just, just wants to be city, pre-briefed yeah. on every upcoming new nintendo news story Make i mean yes
0: yeah yeah oh i'm sure so. our cms is like littered with orphaned articles before every direct like <laughs> Dude, nintendo don't announces talk to me about cms's right now oh yeah <laughs> sorry the <laughs> uh, little you know inside baseball but for those who don't know like we'll just some sometimes just pre- try to predict what's going to be announced so that we can get the story out and there's and i've seen it and when i was first starting out i'd get excited because i would be like oh my god they're announcing this game and be like no they're not we don't know that we're just in case they do we'll have the the story ready to go like
4: oh and we just have to put in the details
0: yes exactly i mean and, and you know like newspapers will do that with like famous people's obituaries so mm-hmm. which is kind of macabre and, and awful to think about that there's just this graveyard a future graveyard sitting on a hard drive somewhere at every news organization but that's just how it works folks so yeah mother three <laughs> uh tracy vincent asks if Hollywood were to make a live action NVC movie what current actor do you think would be the best person to portray you and this one for me personally it is obvious actually the Facebook group did Try to cast an N V C movie? Really? And they picked uh yeah, they picked uh David Arquette for me. Really? I got
2: a good Yeah, what? No, is.
0: not good at all. Uh obviously I would be played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That be that? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. There it is. And if Man. you're not watching, I just did the the people's eyebrow. Cat, <laughs> who would play you in the live action NV, MV- like <laughs> like we're all animated people in the uh in the NVC movie.
3: Really, Emma Watson? Oh, uh, nice! They would cast someone who's younger, and they would uh, be like, "Well, what if she had a British accent?" <laughs> <laughs> Here's a thought, you know, just this is a thing. And I mean, so uh, yeah, that's where I—that's where my brain went. My other answer was Uma Thurman. Oh, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, I
0: like—I like the Emma Watson because uh, you know, we in America, we we associate a British accent with being distinguished. And i feel mm-hmm. that you're quite distinguished so i think that would work uh or they would just well.
3: create a new character they're like well let's what wait a minute let's just replace cat with an entirely new host <laughs> and <laughs> let's cast uh Z- uh zedaya is that her name? Uh, from spider <laughs> Like, let's just cast her you
0: know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's how so whatever
3: is. we just how want the hottest We just want the hottest actress in Hollywood and she needs to be, uh, so she just gets cat spot and then we'll just make her an amalgamation of like, we'll make her an amalgamation of like Casey and Kat and Miranda and Rebecca
4: (laughs) together. Oh my gosh. This, this, yeah. (laughs) I've been covering
3: Hollywood. I've been covering
4: Hollywood lately. Laughing at the accuracy, honestly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there is zendaya in a movie that i don't know because i'm again an old man um there's some dancing going on
4: is that a music video i don't i don't know i don't know what this is oh yeah is it,
0: that's she started out as a like a disney yes. person right yeah i don't know i'm an old man <laughs> I just know she was in dune that was pretty that was pretty okay that was a great movie
4: i mean she's in an euphoria and i i love that series so oh man euphoric i keep forgetting to so watch good. that
0: i heard it is super good but casey who's gonna play you is it, are you going with zendaya just this... uh,
4: yeah also, no i was gonna say jennifer lawrence oh yeah okay Ooh. yeah i think that'd be nice. good one okay. Get the bangs some glasses there you go done
3: yeah <laughs> very cool dan dan stapleton played by kratos yeah,
1: like, I'm just one of the. I'm just an extra, someone with no
0: lines, just a yeah a union extra in the back. You get to eat at the good, at the good table instead of the bad one, and you get paid a uh, like a hundred dollars to just show and, up.
1: I'm feeling that Zendaya.
2: <laughs> I can see that
0: one too. Well, uh, unfortunately, that is all the time we have on this very fun episode of Nintendo Voice Chat. Make sure to submit your question block questions to nvc at ign.com with the subject line question block uh thank you dan thank you casey for being here thank you red on the ones and twos but most of all thank you for hanging out with us uh and remember nvc is the only place where you can get
2: the thing get the thing get the thing get the thing <laughs>